<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Black Entourage Podcast. My name is Amir, and today we are joined by Sean as well as Jamal. Yeah. Um, Adam may hop into the conversation a little bit later. Uh, today is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the women out there who are bearing these lovely, lovely children and help raising them. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about Elon Musk. So recently, Elon Musk did an appearance on Saturday Night Live. Last night. Um, it happened on May 8th, Eastern Standard. Oh, wait, I'm high, y'all. Last May night. 8th <laughs> at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'll go first as far as the dialogue goes. I was watching, you know, Saturday Night Live, and I was also watching the ticker. And it almost <laughs> instantaneously, when Miley Cyrus started singing... The price started soaring to the sky, and I was just like, "Holy shit! This is exactly what I was waiting for." And then, like ten minutes later, it started crashing. Yep. It was the craziest thing that I've ever seen. Um, me and my mom was watching it. I was watching the trade history, um, and the amount of transactions that was going on per second was astronomical. Like I've yep. never seen something move as fast as it moved. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the show, Sean? So, I did actually watch it, like, live from beginning to end, which is, like, the first time I ever watched Saturday Night Live on Saturday, on the cable box, on the TV, like, ever. Usually, I just, like, catch the clips on YouTube and just watch them that way. Uh, so, it was, like, actually a surprise when I was like, oh, that's the intro for Saturday Night Live? I'd never seen the intro before. Uh, but Elon... He wasn't bad. Uh, the writers definitely wrote good jokes for him based on his personality. Uh, I will say he did sound heavily like Michael Che wrote a ton of his like one-liner jokes for him because it just sounded like everything out of uh, uh, Michael Che's segment on Saturday Live, uh, Saturday Night Live called the Weekend Update. Uh, Elon's uh, monologue was pretty good. He came out. Uh, uh, and told the world he has uh, Asperger's disease, uh, which I had to do research on because I had no idea what it was. But basically, uh, it's a uh, he's on the spectrum of autism, uh, and it helps to like uh, it really prevents like his uh, interactions with people a lot like more weirder and not as normal quote unquote as like normal interactions would be. Uh, so that was he came out on uh, Saturday Night Live with that. Uh, the jokes were good. All the skits sucked. I will say that there was not one good skit besides like the last skit of the night, the Mars joint with Chad. <laughs> that, that one was pretty funny. That was the funniest joint of the whole night when uh, uh, Miley Cyrus's character uh, was talking to Chad, Pete Davis's character. Uh, it was like, I wish we could have made love one more time. And he was like, oh, okay. And then, and then he was, she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. He was like, oh, good oh, for you. Okay. And then she was like, it's yours. You're going to be a dad. He was like, nope. nope. He, pressed, <laughs> he pressed he the seal and he just dipped. He was like, nope. <laughs> uh, but that was the funniest skit of the whole night. Um, it was funny to see Dogecoin correlate with the show, like he said. It started off real sweet, and then, like, because I, I paid attention to it throughout the day, because a lot of the rumors on, like, Clubhouse, like, Wall Street Bets, uh, Wall Street Bets on Facebook, a lot of those chats were saying, uh, it's going to be a huge, like, uh, sell-off tonight. If it hits a dollar, a lot of people's going to sell, uh, or they're just going to sell in general tonight. Like, today was always, like, the cutoff date. 
they weren't wrong, but it didn't turn into a catastrophic failure. Yeah, Robinhood stopped people from selling like they always do. Uh, find another Bitcoin or uh, what's it called? Cryptocurrency wallet. Uh, there's plenty of them out there, but uh, it didn't fall like a crazy amount, maybe about 10, 15 cents. Yeah, I believe the lowest that it got was around like 40, like 40 47. 40, 40 yeah, it was. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't enough for me to be like, I'm a sell. I still had a nice profit when it was going down. Yeah, well. So I, I was, was like, still up. I had a number in <laughs> mind. I was like, all right, if it hits there, I'm gonna walk away with something than nothing. I had a number if it was like, if the sell off was crazy, but it wasn't. And then that, uh, over the week, Dogecoin actually became like the fourth large, largest cryptocurrency. So everything is starting to line up for it to be a more uh, widely used, widely acceptable currency. A lot of people are now throwing it on uh, to be accepted as payment. And I actually think as of today, I should have pulled up that article. Uh, there's, I believe, a spaceship that's going to be completely funded by Dogecoin for their their package. I think that came out uh, earlier today. Yeah, I believe you can like pay Doge to take like flights to the atmosphere or the moon or something. I don't know. I don't know, there's some crazy stuff going on with Doge. I have, you know, a good amount. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to buy at the dip, all the good things. Um, and who knows? We may strike big. We may lose it all. But, yeah. you know, as long as you're using money that you're not scared to blow. Exactly. You just can't be scared to lose it. That's just investments in general. Yeah. Uh, and SpaceX, which is underneath Elon, uh, is now accepting Dogecoin uh, as payment to launch the first Doge One mission to the moon next year. So, Doge One mission to the moon. Yeah, so basically gonna be a mission to the moon sponsored by Dogecoin, essentially. When was the last time we went to the moon? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, the United States, pretty long ago. China, <laughs> like last year. <laughs> hey, China went to the moon last year, like yeah. they was walking on it? Uh, I think they put a rover on there, if I'm not mistaken. A rover? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But China, I think, was the most recent people to to go up there to the moon. And, oh, and a European agency set something up there a couple of years ago, if not last year as well, because there was, like, a big uh, space rush, like, a year, year and a half ago, where this, like, mad countries were sending people up, well, not people, but, like, capsules and stuff to the moon, so... Uh, I think India took it too. Yeah, I want to say India was in, and that was like India's first like rocket, so it was like pretty important. Um, That's crazy how everybody's trying to like race to claim that territory. Like the simple fact that there might be an American flag just blowing in the wind. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but go for it. I don't know. I don't know. We went to the moon once, and we ain't been back since. And technology has been like back. this. We've been back. On our feet, yeah, just chilling. Yeah, we haven't been once. We no, we really? haven't sent just, human we bodies just been back, back lately. We haven't sent human uh, people back to the moon. That's what he's saying. He's not saying going back there, but like, yeah, like people like have that. somebody other than Neil Armstrong yeah. walked on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. When? Dang, I think I so. I think haven't been it. just one time. I think mm. we used to see some pictures of it like that. And every time we <laughs> try to go to the moon, I believe they blow up, bro. No, 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 that only no. happened once. What was that, the Challenger, right? That shit that happened a couple up? times. I think that was the Challenger. 
yeah, the challenge. That didn't happen a couple times. It happened one time. Yeah, because I remember watching that one like on TV. That was that one. Yeah, crazy. and it just fizzled out in space. I was like, there you go. A total of twelve men have landed on the moon. Um, there was accomplished with two U.S. pilot astronauts flying a lunar module on each of six NASA missions across a forty-one month period, starting uh, July twentieth, nineteen sixty-nine on Apollo 11 and ending on the 14th of December, 1972 with Apollo 17. Oh, so they went a couple of times during that time. That's what he's saying recently, yeah. We're done. But yeah, no one's, this mission. Yeah, but no one's been yeah, there like recently. Hmm. I said, I wonder what caused them to stop going to the moon. Aliens. It was just like money. Doge, like Dogecoin. Aliens. Money and, and let's figure out uh, Mars. Aliens. Let's go to Mars. It's the aliens. The aliens like, nah, don't don't y'all come to my moon and try to figure out what's on the dark side of this shit. Y'all don't want to know what's over here. <laughs> the, dark, the dark side of the moon. Yeah, no one knows what's over there since the sun. Is that a real it's thing? The, like, mm-hmm. like our rovers still haven't even gotten to the dark side of the moon. With, well, the like, rover could go over there, but won't be able to send signal back. Oh, cause it's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the side that's just <laughs> locked to the darkness because of the gravitational pull between Earth and the moon. And the moon, that that side of the moon is just dark all the time. That's why it's called the dark side of the moon. Makes <laughs> a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, man. Uh, Adam, welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome back, Adam. <laughs> Adam has joined us for those who's listening. Being a puppy parent is hard, man. <laughs> Being a parent of real children is hard too. No, it's harder. It's harder because he'll he'll never hate me. He'll, you know, the only thing is that he'll never hate me. <laughs> <laughs> he'll never. He won't hate you. He'll be like mad, disappointed in you as a holder. Like nigga, you can see it in their face, dogs. They be like, yeah, <laughs> he, he might drag you out of a fire one day or some shit. He might, yeah, but he's not gonna. He's never gonna take me to the to the hospital and be like, hey, like we made, <laughs> like are you eating your Jello, Dad? Like he's never gonna come in and be like, you gotta listen to the nurse. <laughs> That's funny. You know? uh, by <laughs> chance, did you uh, watch Saturday Night Live with Elon yesterday? No, I, I haven't watched Sunday Night Live live in like thirty years. Like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. it's just not. It's not on the line. I feel like it's for the generation above me, and I just not like I'm not. I'm still supposed to be asleep. Like, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be up right now, so yeah. I just feel like I, just, I still don't connect to it in that way. Like, I I, I, rem- I remember some of the classic moments, but yeah, yeah I, I I was watching Dogecoin though. How'd you feel about how'd you feel about what happened at eleven thirty? I didn't I didn't even notice what happened at eleven thirty. I mean, would it would it shot up a little bit? It went. Uh, it was just like I was just like, wow, this shit's really going to the moon. And then it was just like, yeah. <laughs> it just just drove right back. That's down. the part I saw. I saw. I saw a lot of shit. That's the only part I focused on. I was like, what's happening? I was like, he must have fumbled the bag the same way he did to that truck. He, he no, the whales, call, the whales are unloading hustle. their money, and it's a good thing. Um, it's going to stabilize the market. I, I just don't believe that it was just it was that bad. Uh, we fell to about forty three. We came back up to around fifty five, fifty six. Um, there's not any major dips going on, which means that there's nobody, there's no whales out. But you have to also realize there's different motives that's at play. Like there's some people who don't want there to be a people's coin, so. You know they're going to do things to try to counteract any type of progression that cryptocurrency may have but um i believe that the 
Doge community is pretty loyal. Uh, they have diamond hands. Um, and they're pretty motivated. They're pretty motivated to continue to put money into Doge, no, no matter so, how much it I just wanted to bring up, uh, you made me remember that uh, when you was talking about there's no whales. There's actually a huge whale right now. The people are trying to figure it out. One person owns 28% of all Bitcoin and is worth $28 billion. $28 billion. <laughs> and if he sells, that's it for Dogecoin. Yeah, that's what they're worried about. That if he decides to let that go. Who the fuck? If, <laughs> if I had $22 billion worth of Dogecoin, yep. I would be putting my money into Dogecoin. If it, you mean, like, I would just make it go up and up and up. There's absolutely no way that I would just unload all of it. Like, I would probably take out a a sizable amount per year but it'll go with the flow of the market i mean he, he could liquidate one percent and still shit on like most of the world so. most of the world yeah i sure. mean one percent but once one percent still is a good amount of shift where the where it could you know interact you know cause something pretty hectic or like you know bigger a bigger avalanche right because one percent moving you know one percent moving somewhere people going to kind of follow behind it right so cause a ripple effect yep um, but I will say the one, so the one, the one detractable thing about like all these blockchain stuff is just that it basically goes off a little bit of the honor system, right? Like yeah. we, we're we're hoping that people are doing reputable business with this money or this, you know, this financial asset, and that's what most people are worried about. Is like it's just going to be the next currency for you know the black market or for you know um, you know slavery or sex traffic, you know, some, you know, some, some of the worst dark things in the country or in the world, that's, that's, that's the biggest concern. Also, um, if, if these, if these, come, if these things come, do come into, um, into fruition, then like, how, how do we monitor political, like, contributions and how do we monitor, like, you know, you can't, that's the beauty, the that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of, but, but, that's but the some beauty of it. Of some of we need it. We need it. Watch because that's how monopolies start coming up. That's yeah. how um, racketeering happens. Is because like, if you can control a whole market without anybody knowing how much money you got invested in it, right? Like, I guess you got. I guess you got to reform uh, <laughs> the government structure. Like, there's but that's stuff, the thing. If you reform the government structure, you're gonna have to reform the coin. Then there's no really gonna, mm. there's no really gonna be a, a, a Bitcoin or a blockchain really thing. It's gonna be more regulated. It's it's gonna be it have to be a, a compromise somewhere in between there. I'm just happy to be like a pioneer of the shit. Like you know how sometimes you think back and be like, damn, I wish I was a part of this time period when when they first started making cars and when they first started cryptocurrency. Like I'm glad that I'm in that type of um, era because I could potentially, depending on what I invest in, because there's I believe there's 970 different cryptocurrencies and if digital currency is the future investing a little bit into you know ones that have a reputation or ones that's projected to go up um, could potentially have you and your lineage be the pioneers of cryptocurrency while everybody else is at their job earning fractions you have stashes of the coin that's the thing right now right now it's kind of like the digital gold rush for everything the, the world's in shambles. The economy is like still not completely recovered, but it's recovered. Uh, niggas got jobs, but niggas don't got jobs. The, like the employment is still like not where it's supposed to be. So it's like, 
What the fuck was I saying? Real money ain't working. <laughs> Long story short, that real money not working. Fuck it. Next topic. Because uh. <laughs> my mad Blake on that. On that. You was on to some Yeah, shit. I started strong. I started. You were on to something. Um, but yeah, um, how do you guys feel about... Uh, Money not being being able to save relationships with Bill and Melinda Gates getting divorced. She's getting one point eight. The richer you are, the more in jeopardy your relationship is. Any fucking way. That's just how I feel. And this, that's just me being real. Fuck it. I just people change. I think. People change. It's like just I'm a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know maybe the person, the person who made the person who made you happy at twenty not not necessarily be the same person who makes you happy at 50 or 60 and like should you be miserable and just to stick it out for the dream if they you know what i'm saying no it's not even for the dream it's like for the perception of others because that's really what it's about it's not it's not really a internal thing it's like do i stay with this person or do i deal with the scrutiny and the backlash that comes with it especially at their age and fame uh they said hey we'll work together but this this romantic stuff is not working and it, it probably been not working for them to go yeah. public about it. It just was like, I can't do this anymore. Yep. This is, I mean, I can't do it. Same thing probably with Jeff Bezos and his shorty. The two greatest investors. They ride. Different, though. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is different. I mean, I don't know their situation, but everybody has a situation. I mean, Bill's, Bill's kind of... Kind of similar. He was, he had like I mean, a, yeah. He had yeah, like an like agreement that. to go on like a, a yearly vacation with his ex-wife or something like that, right? Like, <laughs> like I guess his ex-girlfriend, yeah. Ex-girlfriend is that like hey, when you're one of the richest people in the world, you gonna tell a nigga no? I mean, he's yeah, he just a great negotiator, I guess. Like, you know. I mean, he's just fucking Bezos. <laughs> he did a sign of prenup. But, but she's walking away with well, one point. richest man in the world, man. This, this, he, was like, he was like, I could order another one of you on my ass. Facts. On my ass. Facts. Same day delivery, baby. <laughs> you have to realize he's the richest man in the world. There's princes uh, in different countries that are just straight doing crazy stuff. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. His ex-wife, the richest uh, woman in the world now. I love it. Lord. Jeff Basil's wife, it. right? She dealt with huh? the shit. Jeff Basil's wife is the richest woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I think, what's her name? Um, Bill Gates' wife might got her, though. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't know how much. All, all, we, all I know is that the numbers for Melinda is she gets uh, over $1.8 million worth of stocks uh immediately since that's what they negotiated it was, they didn't have a prenup so they had like a divorce or, yeah a arrangement whatever rich people mm-hmm. build so that's what they and walked she, away walked away with. i know she owns half of that uh their melinda gates and what's that bill gates melinda gates uh foundation, foundation. Mm-hmm. yeah that big and non-profit she yeah and they're doing breaking like, in hella cash Hella shit around the world. That's why a lot of people were like freaking out about their divorce. How how's the foundation gonna operate? That's why they're forced to work together. Mm-hmm. Like it's too big. Well, that that organization is too changing. big to fail. Yeah, if it like their shit is like doing. helping like um, cure diseases in um, third world countries and all that shit. Like 
had a lot of governments freaking out when they decided, when they heard it was uh, splitting up. Yeah, yeah. So the numbers is she's getting 14 million shares of Canadian National Railroad Railway Company and 2.8, 2.9 million shares of AutoNation Inc. Yeah. So they invested in Canadian infrastructure? I guess just one stop. I will say that's that Bill Gates has probably invested in a bunch of stuff all over the world. Yeah, like, that we won't even know. That would make sense. That would make sense because every every to me personally, everything goes in cycles. So everything that was done in America could be done somewhere that it hasn't been in another country. Yeah, just I'll, replicate the formula. I will say else. this, and we could get off uh, these two. Uh, I did slide in Melinda Gates LinkedIn. I did send her the professional. Hello. <laughs> Dead ass. She better not accept it. Hey, Melinda. Right. Right. <laughs> Young black. <laughs> uh, how, how do you guys feel about uh, uh, those kind of a hard turn? Jake and, and Floyd. Got your hat. They're selling, um, the, they're selling the fuck out this fight now. What do you guys think about it? I mean, you gotta make Floyd, you gotta make it seem like Floyd's upset, like he's gonna put on a, a big show, because there's really no reason for him to really try, right? So it's like, oh, it's gonna be a boring thing. It's gonna be like this guy's, he's gonna be running away from Floyd. Floyd's gonna, you know, Floyd's gonna dance away like he always does. But now Floyd has to, he's gonna show like he's gonna put on a show. And obviously, I feel like it's gonna be like a first, second round knockout kind of situation. <laughs> TKO. Most likely TKO where where Logan's gonna give up in the corner or some shit like that, um, and it's just gonna be like fans pissed off because they're gonna pay a lot of money to see a show and it's not gonna be a show. So it's, it's Floyd, you know. If people want to see if Floyd, if Floyd will get some hits, it'll get hit or something. I don't know. So are you paying you know, for this? Banking on other people's idiocy. So is this a fight you're paying for as a boxing fan? Huh? Is this a fight that you're, you're willing to pay for? Pay per view? Whatever? Hell no. No. Hell to the Jamal? As a boxing fan, the last no. fight, the last pay per view I, I paid for personally um, was the. Um, was it the last one? But the last one, the, most, the one I regret, regret the most was Floyd Mayweather versus Pacquiao. That was like maybe the one of the worst decisions I've made in my life. I was like, this, is, this fight is stupid. It was like a tussle. I mean, he kind of just brought him up a little bit. It was like, like, you ain't better than me, kind of like, but it wasn't even a good fight. So after that, I just known, don't ever pay for another Floyd anything again. Like I, I respect him, support him. I'm a big fan, but I would never buy, I would never pay him for pay per view. Maybe something else. Yeah, Maybe I'm usually disappointed. I realized oh. that growing up. I'm just like, every time I go to a Mayweather fight party, it's just like, that shit's over. Yeah, I mean, quick, and I'm just like, damn, this was this was un. Um, or or it's not over quick. It's just a boring. It's just a boring like dance. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, I think it'll be like the. I think it'll be like the Conor McGregor fight. We're just gonna like make it last for a couple rounds, and then by the seventh, I'll just be like, all right. I'm tired. I made my millions. I don't think. I don't yeah. even think. It, I don't think it's worth it to give him even the seventh round. Like it's like, it's almost like a disrespectful. It's like Floyd disrespecting himself to let Logan Paul go seven rounds with Floyd. It's like you know, like if he did that, I would be like, you just, 
We seen him do it with what's his name though, because he he could have he could have ended that um, Conor McGregor fight early. For sure, but at least Conor McGregor is a world class fighter. Like it, you you could play you could you could extend it. You got this. There's some logic there, right? You could get me to buy into the you know Conor's just just got great like conditioning. He just made the extra rounds and. You know, they, you know, Floyd was trying to be, you know, you can give me that, you can sell me that, but you can't sell me that Logan Paul made it seven rounds with Floyd Mayweather. I can't, I just can't believe it. I was, what I would just be like, this is disrespectful to me. This is disrespectful to him, his daughter. Is so, so uh, there was a clip. Mike Tyson uh, was asked if he thinks that the Paul brothers are good for boxing, uh, and he basically says. For boxing, yes, the boxing as a whole needs that energy to get eyes back into boxing. But he said, as far as the fight, no, Mayweather's gonna knock him the fuck out. So, do you guys agree with that? I know you guys are the, the bigger boxing people here. So, I just wanna know, like, do you think that they're good for it? Do you think they're, they're hurting it? Do you think that Jake's gonna now have to fight Floyd afterwards because with the scruffle, he was like, send the contract and all that. Is that the next lineup for Floyd for another quick hit? It's a smart marketing ploy. I mean, he just said he just told it, so we figured it out already. But I think, I mean, it's likely what's going on. Mayweather is probably trying to set it up to get more, maybe more people to buy more tickets, and he's going to probably test the market to see how many people um, use this one and see how many people are going to tune in. You know, Floyd is actually a pretty smart guy when he comes to like, you know, it's strategy. Just, him, him and Fifty yeah. Cent. When well, not really business. It's just like marketing themselves like shitty, shitty marketing schemes yeah it's like it, it works well but it's just like him and 50 cent they just do it well they know how to make controversy low budget like, marketing that gets everyone's eyes that's what they do exactly yeah start <laughs> yeah make him start a fight with the real fight the one that's kind of a real fighter let him fight him but he's not gonna fight him he's probably gonna pass him off to somebody else yeah you're not gonna fight him you're not gonna yeah, fight him Jake paul is basically doing what every amateur boxer does but at a greater scale like he's making millions when usually amateur boxers are like what struggling to get their numbers up so they'll give him easy fights because the people he's been fighting haven't been boxers they've been athletes and not known for their hands so that's basically what um a trainer will do for an early boxer just give him some fights um get his reps up Make sure it's easy enough for him, and and then next thing you know, he's like 30, you know, and now he's able to fight, you know, the big boys. So I think that's what Jake is doing, but it's just at a smarter. It's just smarter. It's like I'm gonna get more money now. I'm gonna leverage my YouTube personality, and and it's been working for him. I don't know if he's good or him and her brother is good for for boxing, but. What they're doing is not much different from what amateur boxers do. They're just doing it kind of in a smarter way. And at the same time, like if it is, if it is, if that is what he's doing, you know, I guess if all rising tides, if rising tides raise all chips, then like it's good for boxing in that regard. Like they're gonna make more, play more eyes, more money to the sport. But like, is it serious? Fan like. That's the thing about this this whole capitalism thing, and especially when you when you're using a product like this, it's so washed down. It's like, are we going to get like good good you know casual fans, or are we going to get more like unengaged casual fans looking that's looking for WCW type matches, you know? 
Um, so it, I, I think I think it's potentially bad for boxing because of you know if this is if this is going to be the product, the product doesn't like scale well. Um, if Jake Paul doesn't become a good boxer um, and he's not finding like really good, really good talent, he's just getting money and it's gonna it's gonna cheapen the sport a little bit and it's gonna put boxing in another cyclical space where it's trying to figure out who the hell what's there. Well, you know, it, boxing is so weird because the they. The heavyweight division is the division that's that brings in the most money historically until Floyd Mayweather got here, right? Canelo is a great fighter, but he's not a great marketer. Did he fight this weekend too? He did, and it was a it was a good fight. He obviously won because he's going to win. Uh, he's just a better boxer than everybody else in that division. Might be the best boxer in, in boxing right now, but. Um, the heavyweight division got messed up after um, you know Tyson Fury and not Tyson Fury. As Tyson Fury came, well, he came back. He did he did well. Still looking a little iffy though. Deontay lost. So that's 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 what, boxing should have been should have rose to this level of like greatness. Triple G Canelo. You know those kind of like big clashes. The big clashes in the heavyweight division with, with Fury and um, what is it called? AJ. It's, it's still it's still yeah AJ. It's still there. Yeah. I think it's still there. Um, like you were saying, the uh, relevancy of the heavyweights. I think it's still there. Just throwing Tyson Fury in there just kind of messed it. I mean, it didn't mess it up, but kind of it took didn't. the pick. It didn't mess it up. It made it more interesting because AJ, AJ was dodging. He was dodging the, the one. Uh, Is AJ and Wilder. Anthony Johnson? Anthony. Yeah, Wilder. Yeah, um, he was dodging Wilder. I mean, they're both probably not as good as Tyson Fury, uh, too. Like, having a pure boxer like Tyson Fury come in and just talk mad shit and, like, I'll fight anybody is kind of interesting. And then you have Ruiz out there saying that I think the next fight they're going to do is Ruiz versus Wilder, which is interesting because he just beat Ariola. Um, it's a wild name. Name stands for nipples. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, um, the pad around the nipple. And then, yeah. yeah. And then AJ fight, uh, what's his name? Uh, AJ fight, uh, Tyson. Take that fell apart, actually. They're not fighting anymore. They're not fighting no more? See, he's dodging people, man. I don't know. I just feel like the heavyweight division is just losing its luster again. It's just, it's lost. So, I think, I think the more people that get in it, so Tyson coming back, I think, was a win. Um, uh, what's his name? The, the Ruiz um, actually beating AJ. Um, I, think, I think that's what messed up the heavyweight division. People weren't expecting that. No, not at all. But I think it's good because he's good. His hands are he's fast. He's good. He's good, but he's not like good. Good. Like you know he's what I'm saying? Good, but 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 him having putting him up there, it makes now now Wilder has somebody to fight. You know what I mean? Because Wilder was just running through people. And that's a bad matchup for Ruiz, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't the know. The shorter fighter, because Deontay Wilder, part of his strength yeah, is the fact that he's taller, right? Yeah. So he's gonna, he's gonna hit Ruiz hard, going down, and it's gonna just put him down hard. Look, look, what, he did to, look what he did to Severn. Like he put the he. I thought he died in the ring. Yeah, but that but that makes it good. You guys. You're gonna see the rise of Deontay Wilder again. Uh, I don't know what AJ is gonna do. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. 
And Tyson Fury is not gonna lose. He's just gonna keep beating people to somebody. So Deontay so, Wilder. So does, what's that? Just Tyson be, Fury does three. piggybacking off of YouTube because you guys are going into a whole boxing tangent of me. The mirror's like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but for the sounds of it, it sounds like some shit is in the works for boxing to kind of build this, I guess, popularity again. I think, I, yeah, and, I think, and I, I think, think there's. And I think the right. injection of the Logan Paul brothers, that's the, the Paul brothers, that's what I was just looking up over here. Jake Paul has 20.4 million subscribers on YouTube, and his brother Logan has 23 million. That's a total of 46 million people who's, and they have a very strong following on YouTube where people like support them like legitly. So they're gonna have a couple of million people just on their ends from their following tuning in. And if that makes the new 15 to 20 year old get into the sport of boxing, then yeah, I can see why that's good for the sport. Uh, in whole, in general, more eyes are on the sport, a couple of them might actually fall in love with it, right? You get in, yeah. so it is good for the sport as a whole, but I guess we have to see how the actual fights go with those two as they haven't really been fighting a boxer and, until now and i want to say like like you said i think it, that's good bringing more eyes is always good but i think um like for for the hardcore fan for the hardcore fan i think i think boxing's in an okay place you got you got um exciting divisions like the middleweight uh i'm not middleweight but um welterweight division heavyweight like me and adam were saying and then you and then the middleweight with um Canelo and the Charlo brothers are there, right? Uh, one of them, yeah. Basically middleweight, but yeah, middleweight and super welterweight, basically. So there's like interesting things happening all over boxing that'll keep a hardcore fan interested in bringing in new fans, like you said, John. I think that's a good thing too. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, when is when is that fight again for uh, Floyd and, and Logan? Is that next month? Is that yeah, June 6th. June, oh, that's fast. Right. No, that's June. June 6th is no, it's June 8th. That's too fast. Huh. That's but, way fast. But it is next month. It's June? Yeah, it's June yeah. something. Hmm. Interesting. But um, June 6th is a Monday, so it can't, be, it can't be June 6th. So it's probably after that. Anyway, uh, I guess to kind of keep it in the whole YouTube sphere, uh, Will Smith, we all seen him showing off his new dad bod, right? Uh, and now he's been, uh, he basically now has a partnership with YouTube, uh, to basically have a show to basically lose the weight. Some people aren't happy about it. Uh, some people don't care. What do you guys think about it in the scope of things? Okay, so. I do not care. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> not care. I thought I thought his body was like that because he was doing a movie. No, he's no? lost himself. Yeah, you said that's he's, a, he's, a quarantine bod, basically. He, but see, my thing about it is, why care? Like, that's the problem with people. Why do you care that Will Smith has worked so hard in his effing life that he has a following and he can take advantage of YouTube just like the 12-year-old multimillionaire taking advantage of YouTube. And so if he wants to put his workout journey on YouTube, that's his right as an American citizen in this system. So for you to even care is a problem for me. Like, why, why do people hate like that? Like, he want I don't YouTube. think people hate. I think people are 
I guess it does go, it's not even go to him. I think it just goes to just YouTube as a whole, right? Just Google how everything is just for the views for them and the algorithm's sake. So they get. I'm not gonna lie, that Will Smith is kind of cringe now. Like, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Instagram shit. Yeah, exactly. Cause his now, shit. Now, I don't like his new like, persona. His just, just, when he just showed stick up to the big screen, my yeah. guy. Like, I don't like his new persona, his, but then his social mean he can't media persona is a little sus. Cause when he first it's came sus. out, it he just like came out out of nowhere and then like, like, just started. It's just, <laughs> it's just too many niggas naked on Instagram right now, man. I just. <laughs> I don't want to see a bunch of 40-year-old men happening on Instagram all day. That's just not That's not what, what you I put spend your scrolling. That's not what my scrolling time is for. <laughs> like, like, everybody complaining about all the women being naked. Stop complaining about that. Because look what, look, what look what the opposite could be. We could have Will Smith, <laughs> Faze on Love, and a bunch of other 40-year-old fat niggas half naked on, on Instagram. I don't want to showing, see showing, showing the don't. decline, showing the decline. social media and you put too much of your personal self out there it starts to crack away at that celebrity yeah, yeah that celebrity that, that, that. 
Yeah. It's like right. we're slowly seeing the, the real like, handle, the hell is And I'm like, we don't like this nigga. No. Oh, you jumped yeah, out of parachute? Oh, okay. I guess but, that's cool. But if we if, if we always complain, if like, what's, what do we want? Do we want the realness or do we not want the realness? Do we want I want the real out of everybody I ever fuck? meet. I want what the, the real out of everybody. What is this? I'm just saying, like, because forcing the unreal on people. Forcing the unreal on people becomes depressing and it forces regular people just like me and you to doubt who they are in real life. Like, all this shit is persona. Like, how we present ourselves, no matter if it's in school, at work, in front of our parents, in front of each other, like, there's different personas to match each individual circumstance. So if you force that ideology on someone who's worked so hard to build themselves, I feel like that could be detrimental to their, like, mental health. And toxic perceptions of other humans is a very big play at how people feel about themselves, in my opinion. So, yeah, I want the real, but I don't want the persona first. Like, just be real from day one. Like, you don't have to try to fit a character in order for the universe to accept you because you're already accepted. You just have to find your fan base. Yeah, that's what, I guess that's the struggle of a celebrity to always try to feel a little more normal than the average person, right? They always try to, they try to find a way to make themselves come down to earth when it's just going, you know, the lives they live are super extravagant, they're doing shit that no one else is gonna do, so sometimes it kinda, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it kind of separates them for lack of a better term and sometimes they just want to come back to reality and they try to use social media as a way to be like hey i'm normal just like human. you but human, it comes guys. off completely <laughs> different that's, that's, than when that's a lie that's, that's that's what they're that's what they're portraying yeah but really what they're trying to do is just place products in the background so you can be like hey i want that thing i want this to look like this see now we're getting into psychology and and the real Think about it. Of reality. You're trying to figure out what the product is, likely you're the product. They tell, likely not, you're the product, yeah. They're not, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not, what he's doing, he's selling something to us. Like, it's, no, it's probably a brand somewhere that's probably amplifying it, that we're watching and just like, Subconsciously, you know? yeah. Because like, like you said, like a, the character part, right? Like, what is what makes us a character? Is it, it what makes us our person, or what makes us, what makes, of the separation between us playing a character and, being, and it being our personality. Is it is it the fact that we think about what we're going to do or is it the fact that we just do without thinking, right? Um, so, like, what part is his personality? Is, is, is his personality the fact that he's just a salesman and what, what he does is he sets up stories and sells products to those stories? Or is really he's just, like, this guy who's just searching for his happiness? I don't know what that was Smith is, but I'm, I know for sure he's always selling me something. Talking to his wife about her cheating on him, whatever, whatever he's doing, he's telling me something, mm. and you know what I'm saying. I respect Will, the hell out of Will Smith, but a lot of his shit, I, just, I can't watch him anymore just because of because of like I know he's selling me. I can't tell. I can't tell if he's selling me him or a product. Yeah, him or like, or his product. Exactly, and. His product is likely just him. Like, him. Just, like, he is the product, for sure. Exactly. Because Will Smith is the brand. Like, he's created the brand for him as well as his children. Jada, she formed, you know, a similar path alongside him. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've always been a believer of branding you as a person. Because what else could represent your company 
other than you. Like, you have to be the brand, in my opinion. So he's done a really good job of that. That's why I can't hate on him for doing his workout journey on YouTube, because I would. I'm getting the YouTube sure. dollars. I'm getting the money. You can't stop me. Like, I'm fucking Will Smith. I mean, I'm your love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, YouTube, hit us up. I'm trying to lose some weight, too. I can, I, I can, I can be on there. I can be on there, man. Uh, for that's one the thing too, it's like Will Smith is cranking out content like a bitch too. Like every non-stop. six months, every six months he's in a new cycle. Like I'm, like I'm, like I'm partially tired of Will Smith because I constantly see him and he's not. If he's not talking about like him getting cheated on, it's like him losing weight. It's not that. It's about him starting his media company yep. and being on Instagram for the first day. Him doing something, him jumping out of play, him bad boy. out with Jason Derulo, like, Lil Yachty, Lil Nas, like all these sus, uh, not sus, but like just, just these different characters in this reality. And it just, it's just, it's, it's jumbling. It's too Listen, much information. We continue to grow. Are you? He's basically we, Kevin, he's basically Kevin Hart a couple years ago. Good example. Good example. And if you, if you continue to grow our black entourage name and our brand, guess what? They'll be hitting us up for those things too in the future. Uh, from fuck it, I'm with the shit. <laughs> from YouTube to Facebook, uh, President Trump is still banned. Uh, they they uh, uh, former President Trump. Sorry, I just yeah, former. To... I mean, he still has a president's title, so he's. Still... I get it. I get yeah, it. I just but, had to. I just uh, had to. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I would too. Thanks for correcting me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Trump. I'm just gonna take it off completely. Trump. <laughs> he's still banned from Facebook. Jamal, do you want to go into that a little bit more? I know you're more uh, into that than me. Yeah. So. Uh, Facebook has this board of um, I forgot what they call their board, but it's basically people um, through it in different works of uh, works of life. Like I think they have an ex prime minister on the board. They have um, a couple uh, not authors, but like um, writers on the board to basically give Facebook. I guess to check Facebook. And uh, um, make sure that uh, Facebook isn't, I guess, too powerful. So Facebook basically made this board to check Facebook, but Facebook made the board. So everybody's kind of like... Connected to Facebook. Yeah, is that a conflict (laughs) of interest or, I mean... But but basically, Facebook said they have the power. Anything they say, they will stick to and we'll, we'll abide by it. So I guess they're kind of policing themselves. But basically, the board said that Facebook had the right to kick um, Donald Trump off the platform um, for what he, for, the was right. that the riot? Inciting, inciting violence, yeah. Yeah, the um, insurrection, for inciting the insurrection. The only thing that they said is that you can't have it indefinite, like, you can't have one foot out and one foot in. Like you gotta cross the line. You gotta make a decision. To, yeah, you have to give him a term. Is he banned for life, or is he banned for? You gotta give him a number, basically. Yeah, I was watching saying. today, and they was basically, you know, interviewing one of the guys. I believe he's in London. Um, and they basically he was on the board. I believe it was like a code of ethics board to see if their um, their code laws that they actually have, um, if their users are following that. 
Um, and if not, what are the ramifications for them breaking those rules? Um, and so basically, they're they're questioning the board because they're saying, hey, if you give Donald Trump this platform, um, once again, it's something like what happened at the Capitol happens again. Wouldn't that technically make you guys responsible because you are the one who gave Facebook the okay to bring him back and bringing him back is what caused the violence? Um, and they just you know, went around the question. They wasn't really answering much. So um, whatever this board is, whoever they are, they definitely have Facebook's interest at heart, um, of course, because they were rallied by Facebook. But um, they do stick to a standard, um, and they may or may not give him his rights to have a have a um, Donald Trump come back, but it may have ramifications because um, you still have to follow the law. So if anything that they do ends up breaking the law or if bringing Donald Trump Trump brings violence to America then somebody's going to have to be responsible for that um, and I don't think it'll be Facebook so we'll see uh, Denny he actually does like launch a, a new website or something he, he, he launched a blog site so you can it's just a blog and then there's a, a directive on the blog where you can post it to your Twitter so you could connect your Twitter to his blog and then tweet what he blogs. Uh, you want to say that? So he's so, using he's using a third party to post his tweets, basically. Yeah, kind of type of shit. So if you're subscribed to his blog and you like what he says in that shit or whatever, you feel like whatever, 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 you can um, share it to your Twitter. I don't know if Facebook allows you, but you can definitely do it to Twitter. <laughs> And you could, uh, I think you could share it to Facebook as well. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the first step. He said he's coming out with his own uh, social media platform as well. This, he said he said this isn't it. The blog isn't it, but I guess this is to works. hold over till then. Donald is a powerful it, man. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting strategy, too, because what he's doing is he's basically giving, empowering his followers to amplify his messages all across Twitter, regardless of how they feel, and basically daring Twitter to call us, to call, to call the bluff, call their bluff, their own bluff, and block all 70 yeah. million, That's what I was gonna say. you know how many people he has that's gonna pass him around. Yep. So he's, he's basically, he's forcing it's their almost, hand. It's almost like terror, it's like a, almost like social media terrorism. Yeah. Like, the simple yeah, fact that he has people—that's what social. Sorry, that's what social media is for, right? It's for your thought, uh, despite how anybody else feels. Like you can't really—I mean, you could kick a ball because Twitter, unlike Facebook, Twitter didn't punt the decision. The Jack just said, "Nah, bro, you're off Twitter forever. I don't care what what you got going on. You're you're off this platform." So yeah. for him to do something where he can kind of circumvent the ultimate thing, Listen. and he can still get his message onto it, it's kind of gangster. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a fucking cult. It, no, it's like a cult-like mindset to me. Like I, I really don't understand the logic because I've I've studied both sides. I really, you know, I don't like associating myself with any type of party. But at the end of the day, the simple fact that he has this like trans like grip on a lot of American people it's it's it reminds me of like different people in history and I don't it's like people that were good 
I'm not gonna name any names, people that were bad, not gonna name any names, but he has influence over the people um, like I haven't seen in my life ever. Like he's like he's like a super celebrity. He he has power in his his name is strong, right? So everyone, all all the people that believed in him, now they have that way to continue spreading the word for him. So is like Adam said, he's forcing their hand. Are you gonna ban each and every one of these people on your platform because they were tweeting what I said from a different site? That has nothing to do with me. That's just your followers posting shit that they like. So how are they gonna do that? Um, and it's not nothing crazy. He's just uh, like Jamal said. He's how he's going around the corner to still get his word out. That's what he did with his taxes. So he knows how to go around loopholes to get shit done. That ain't nothing but reading some fine print, having your lawyers read it over and find out exactly what you can and cannot do. <laughs> but his followers are going through the loophole, not him. Well, but his, his followers are taking his, the well, extra well, step and the extra mile. But it's by his well, direction. He's the one that connected yeah. his the blog dogs. site to be able to be shared it's his on direction. Twitter. So That's I wonder if Twitter can kind of prevent his blog post from being shared on that platform. I wonder if if, if they can, it will probably have to be somewhere in the coding where they'll have to add like that website somewhere in there. Where if that's if that link is anywhere in that HTML code, it won't be able to get posted. So, but what if it's just like a copy and paste thing? Like they copy and paste from his blog and then just uh, unless copy you're gonna, and paste it on their thread. Again, unless you're gonna have a bot that's reading everyone's tweet so that Man, it can Twitter, go Twitter Twitter can't keep up. Yeah. I, I've seen some shit on Twitter that's not worth been it. Banned. It's not worth it. Twitter can't keep up. They they can try, but there's millions. It's too much information being exchanged at one time for there to be a processor fast enough to withhold information. Shout out for Twitter though. Shout out to Twitter because they didn't pussy put around. They didn't have to go to no board or none of that shit. They was like, nah, you're out of here. You're done here. Yeah, if you don't like it, go to that other site. I respect I respect what lines are drawn. And they definitely drew the line, that line, line so. in the sand. Line yeah, in the sand. Facts. Um, so from from Trump, we could go into uh, the update from the Derek Chauvin, uh, the George Floyd uh, case. A federal grand jury just uh, charged uh, Derek Chauvin and the three other police officers uh, for uh, civil rights, right? Yep, yep, for violating his civil rights. So. Uh, now they're going to federal court for it, where it. they can it. get life in prison to the death penalty. What, for real? That's what the civil rights case, that's the penalties for it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, um, it's interesting because it, it comes, that, that, that decision comes off of him, his lawyer asking for a new case, saying that the case he just had was... Uh, tainted by the media and the judge didn't do the right thing um, because he was leading the uh, jury and witnesses and it was too much fanfare to where he I don't I think he may get a new case off of of what his lawyer is saying for the appeal so for him to be appealing that while getting charged again. Federally. Getting tar- and then Federally. In the of that, 
Fed charges just dropped down on him and his man. It's like, whoa. Yeah, I, I love it. It, it, it. it makes cops think twice before not stopping somebody from doing something that they're not supposed to be doing or uh, not having consequences for their actions because if there's whole, if their jurisdiction or their state doesn't go after them, this is showing that the federal government will bring down charges on something that you may have been involved with but not necessarily doing on your own because these cops they was their knee wasn't on the neck but they just witnessed it and yep. they had an obligation and a duty yep. to save that man's life and give him CPR and everything that he needed before he died yeah so now these police officers are like okay this whole you know you got my back I got your back that's just not gonna work anymore yep. because at the end of the day we had his back his ass is going down for murder and we're going and, down with him now and now we are getting <laughs> indicted on civil rights charges like civil rights yep, like that's yeah. crazy that's a that's a that's a hefty charge the other officers names are tau thou i'm sure i pronounced that wrong but who cares and uh alec j alexander kuang uh they were charged with their failure to intervene in chauvin's use of unreasonable force per the indictment yep uh, they all face charge for failing to give uh, Floyd medical aid. Uh, yeah, so it makes people say, "Hey, man, what you doing, man? What are you doing? Relax. People you gotta, people you gotta, trying to send all of us to jail." <laughs> people gotta realize, man, it's a different Justice Department, man. It's not a Trump Justice Department. You know, just can come down at any time for any little shit. You don't, you don't know what it is because the last administration was very. I guess you could say it was very police friendly. friendly. I don't want to yeah. say police friendly because it sounds like lenient, not, but it's like police lenient. They weren't oh. holding them. Um, they weren't holding them accountable. Someone, someone finish it. Accountable. Exactly. They weren't holding them accountable for, uh, for their actions. So, um, yeah. So it's a different. It's a different time, man. So you got to watch out what you're doing. Um, stick to your. Yeah, tap your friend on the shoulder. Tell him, yeah, well, chill out. Yeah, chill hey, out. Hey, man, save this, save this black man's life, man. Yeah, because it's different time, man. You ain't getting away with the same bullshit, apparently. No, not at all. Not with all these cameras. Mm -hmm. no, do you sir. think that now that the feds is coming down, do you think that's, yeah, it's probably going to make the officers feel a certain way, right, to probably think twice of what the fuck they're doing. Do you think that might make, uh lawmakers maybe put some more laws in place for the police officers to kind of uh not what's one of the not to what's not to defund them but to kind of uh for lack of better yeah, term again. more accountable yeah yeah um there's two there's there's so there's a floyd was what's his name floyd george, george floyd, floyd george, um, there's a george floyd bill. or something like that there's yeah. a george floyd bill that the house passed um last year okay um that got stopped in the senate and then there's the uh republican tim scott uh black republican only black republican i think in, in, in fucking washington dc I, I think so unless there's some in the house but um he's working on a bill to I think his bill got stopped in uh, in the Senate because it didn't go far enough. That's what the Democrats said, and then um, the Republicans said the uh, Democrats was too sleeping. So now they're um, it's him 
and um, I forgot the forgot the Democratic uh, lady that's working on it with him, but they're making a bipartisan bill. Um, they say it's close. They're 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 working on it. Um, the bills don't look too the both sides bills don't look too far from each other. So hopefully that'll get passed, and then they'll get a, a police reforming bill. So. But they said they're on the works for it. Said a couple more weeks, they should introduce it to Congress, and from there it should pass. Yeah, I feel like if um, the question was, do you think they'll force change locally? No, I don't. I don't believe that local governments would enact different policies or uh, different lawmakers locally would take the steps necessary. Um, but it would take federal. Um, law in order to actually get these states that are doing some of this these things and these local governments to actually act um so i i hope that they come to a bipartisan agreement for um you know just the betterment of policing in general because we do need it i don't yeah. believe that police should be abolished um because there are some situations that we can't control um as citizens and there has to be a strategy in place and you know different procedures that if there's somebody a hostage situation i'm not going in that bitch to to help take out the hostage and help save and negotiate so there has to be police um but police have to police in the right way and this indictment um is going to have people check each other on some of the things that they do um and then if this um uh bill is passed in the uh senate or what was it congress it's in the senate yeah, if it's passed, then that would just be extra cake too. I forgot where I heard this from, but it it made a lot of sense to me. It was like uh, everything could be uh, data optimized, for lack of a better term. You could use data to kind of solve a lot of situations. And the example they basically gave is like, let's say uh, for a year, every, every single cop in America, they have a, they you know they have to have the camera on, right? We make sure it happens. Throughout the year, you can see how much, you know, police-related uh, killings or uh, you can basically use all that data throughout the year to judge, like, okay, with the body cams, was it the same? Did it change? Did it decrease everything? Or did it not matter and the killings were still the killings? So I think that's a pretty good idea. Just use the data. Everything's so technological these days. Don't use a sample. Yeah, it's going to cost money, but we literally will put money in anything that makes sense. So if you can make that, I guess, experiment, for lack of a better term, to where you can get all the body cameras on the cops for the whole country so we can actually have data to associate it while we're going to the lawmakers. You can be like, hey, there's a year we had every single cop in America with a body cam on. The numbers show so-and-so this and this happened this decreased this didn't happen and then they can make a decision off that but uh decisions are made more of feelings in dc than is off data so yeah dc's crazy well i feel like you could because partially because you have to i think part of the part of the bad policing laws have been have been justified based off data because sometimes you know you gotta you gotta figure out who's using the data um, you know right, that, that that also there's also biases in how data data is um, analyzed and, and distributed. Um, so a lot of things is like like we look at poverty, right? We look at how during like the pandemic, like in certain low income areas, like shootings, robberies, things like that went up. 
right? Of course, and it's it's not only because the data shows like yeah, it's going to be more crime when people have less money. Yeah. But if you focus on the wrong part of the data, right? You, people are focusing on the more crime part and not focusing on the less money part, yeah. or the less opportunity part. So um, the the empathy ha- is necessary because it allows us to look at to look at the data in a different way. Um, so the data, having data just by itself has shown to not be successful in how we. Um, utilize utilize it right um so i think you're right dc has for a while um politicized like feelings and like use a lot of terms that make people feel things like fair hope um that's, that's pretty much been the the you know republican parties have been playing off fair and the democratic parties been playing off hope and you know you got the conservatives and everybody else you know focus on change um, so I think without empathy, like empathy can be, all, empathy and data can be used in, in a good way and a bad way. Uh, we just need to, we just need to make sure that we are constantly checking against like what we're doing and the choices we're making, um, and not just looking at just pure data or just pure feelings. The Olympics just because uh, we talked about last week the Olympics banning, uh, you know the the protesting and stuff at for at the official ceremonies. Uh, they actually updated it and said uh, Black Lives Apparel, Black Lives Matter Apparel uh, is also going to be part of that ban list but during like the official ceremonies but like athletes are allowed to like wear it like after like uh, a game during like a post game interview and stuff just not during official stuff um, I, and that kind of piggybacks to what Amir was saying last week how they're just trying to keep it game friendly and not just on anything else uh, do you guys have anything to say on that with, with them with Black Lives Ladder stuff being banned, but officially with the I guess the official ceremonies, but it still could be there in interviews. I don't know. I guess. Another... Oh, go ahead. I mean, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like it's them trying to literally equal the playing field, right? It's just like. Hey, like you can't have all black people just out here protesting all day. Like, hey, people, people came here to race, play, and play games. Listen, you know what I'm saying? We can't have people, everybody from you know these different countries just coming here and checking up all the time. So I guess it's just just trying to equal equalize the playing field and being like, if you hey afterwards, you can talk, you can talk about everything you want to, but we're gonna play this game first. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I will say this. This is this is from the direct article. Uh, the IOC has said the ban on protesting was put in place because uh, this wasn't in the previous article after a majority of the 3500 athletes it polled were in favor of strict rules against demonstrations uh and i quote a very clear majority of athletes said they think it's not appropriate to demonstrate or express their views on the field of play at the official ceremonies or on the podium uh, so our recommendation is preserve the podium, fill the play of official ceremonies for any kind of protests or demonstrations or acts perceived as such. I like that, it. That's fair, I guess. If yeah. you're going to have the athletes. I, I mean, like, but we also know that it was likely the white countries that was like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Russia, they're, they're banned. You know something? I think it's just, I think they're trying to set a, a, a tone for like neutrality. like. Yeah, we're all from different places. Yeah, we're all from different countries and walks of life. But when we're on this goddamn track or when we're in this pool or when we're on this podium, we're just 
human beings. And I think that's a narrative that they're trying to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just think that's, that's the narrative that they're trying to push. Um, just like they're not going to let Black, Black Lives Matter have their apparel. They're not going to let Antifa wear their shit. They're not going to let Nazis wear their shit. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about the whole thing. They better be... They're lucky if they even have a fucking Olympics in Japan. In Japan. They, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, hot, brother. They're, they're going through a hot spot right now. With as we COVID. speak. Yeah. Yeah, as we speak. So it's like... That's not good. I mean, that's not good. That ain't for sure. <laughs> oh, you said you said all these rules and y'all don't even know if shit really popping. Next popping week, up, yeah. next week we're gonna come back like so. The Olympics was uh postponed Cancel. again. Cancel. <laughs> again, again. Shit, they might as well go ahead on and run it. You might as well run it. In a, nah, nah. It was supposed to be last year. It was supposed to be last year. What was supposed to be last Olympics. year? Oh, the yeah, Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, the twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean, they might as well postpone it until 2024 so we can figure all this shit out. But then the world might be like, who was the best in history during this four-year gap? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's that's very, what they're really concerned about. It's then very nationalistic. That, it's country versus country. It's very natural, nat, uh, nationalistic. Like, Any countries that, were, have been, that have been able to come back are going to be like, well, we, hey, we got our shit together. Can we play? And other countries are going to be like, hey, that ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? Because gonna repeat it's gonna repeat it's gonna repeat uh, need to get need to get some vaccines over there who needs to get yeah. vaccines up there uh, I think <clears> Pfizer Japan just, needs to vaccinate Pfizer. their people they're like one percent vaccinated their population wow. that's what less it, than one percent it sucks but, but they're really, efficient though they're probably getting to 10 to 20 percent before you can like one day yeah if they could get I guess they just can't get vaccines no, Pfizer just sponsored. They're sending some stuff over there for the athletes to get their shots. So they need to send this shit to India. That's where they need to send this shit. To be honest, they, they're like, getting India is getting their shit from China. They're getting COVID. They're getting vaccine now. Yeah. Uh, America sent some shit too, though. No, we just sent supplies. We can't send the vaccine until we, we have FDA approval. Yeah. Until we have FDA approval. Also, oh, they're not gonna let us send it. Yeah, um, they, but but China, uh, India has their um, has their has their contract through China. China's uh vaccine, Kovac. But isn't India the, oh, the one Kovac? of the biggest producers of vaccine? Like, isn't isn't? Yeah, uh, they are. Like they're the biggest but, export, but they didn't save none for themselves. No, 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 no. They didn't make any. They just haven't. Um, they, just haven't they just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, and usually they are the biggest uh vaccine like just vaccines period but this time i don't think they i think their government really fucked up they didn't prioritize the um vaccine, vaccine yeah vaccine. what he prioritized was an expansion of his political compound and as well as his home i believe he proposed like a 1.5 billion dollar plan for reconstruction um and the people are fucking pissed they're like yo what do you mean construction people are dying 400 how many people a day like 100 a day i think it's yeah. no, i think it's 4000 people a day i don't think i think it's 4000 yeah. people a day yeah i think yeah the death yeah well they got 4000 people 400000 cases a day a day 4000 people 
that. The world so, has yeah, to hurt. Pretty much a ten percent loss. The world has that. to pitch in with that because the longer it stays out there, the more things can mutate and then power back to square one. So, yeah. <laughs> but India is also one of the most overpopulated countries, yep. or is it? Is it? Is it? Yes, yep. in the world. So yep. it's like shit. They already have an Indian uh, Indian strain Indian COVID strain No, that, that right. mutated, yeah So it's like um, And now you're realizing It's not just a country problem Like it's a, it's a, it's a worldwide, real world Worldwide, worldwide pandemic And not and the you first gotta, one You gotta vaccinate everybody It doesn't matter if you vaccinate your own people And then India done mutated some shit over there and then comes over here and niggas with the vaccine are getting still getting sick. Yep. That's the worst you're gonna have case to start scenario. Over from scratch. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to get a booster shot. You're gonna have to get that out. It is gonna be crazy. So it's like you, you can't you This can't shit ain't over. Just, it's yeah. not over. It's not over. It's, it's far, not over. This pandemic is Far from being over until we can we, get vaccines. We are seeing the all light. Corners. Let's not let's in not America. In America, we're seeing America, the light. Yeah, I'm talking. You, you just said it was worldwide. It if is some worldwide. shit gets out of control in just one country, and the viruses just start fucking and creating new viruses. That can easily mutate past our defenses that we currently created, and we're back to the drawing board, trying to figure out how to be something that understands our immune system even better. Because yeah. you see what I'm saying? So it's like, like you said, I'm agreeing with you. It's a worldwide problem. Yeah, it's okay to vaccinate your people first because you made the initial investments. But emergency approval needs to be instant so we can get this shit sent out. Like, everybody needs to be creating vaccine for everybody. That's where, this is where humanity kicks in. Yeah, since we're here, that's the biggest argument right now. And um, DC, I think... Um, uh, Biden wants to let uh, the protection for the patents for for the mm-hmm. yeah, he wants to uh, Wave let it, he's waving it yeah waving it yeah he wants to wave it uh, pharmaceuticals don't like that they believe that since they were able I mean Pfizer and Moderna were able to figure out the the problem that they should get the profits for it and nobody should be able to take their intellectual property for it. There's a big fight for that. Hell no, vaccines should be free for everybody. Capitalism, baby. It's not even about the freeness. It's about everybody should have the ability to make it and produce it to their own country. Because if not, if you you want people, that's basically what Pfizer and Moderna are saying, like pay us. And whenever we get to you, we'll get to you. Because they can't make enough, right, for the world. But Biden is basically saying, well, you guys found the, the secret, whatever. Let's get share the it with the world. Out. Yeah, let's share it with the world and, and let's get past this. Yeah, so, which should be the case. Like there's 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 a certain point where you have to cut greed out. Like that's that's one of the fucking sins, isn't it? Like greed. Yeah, yeah. that is the like thing. that's 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 one of those things the, where I the seven sins, yeah. The yeah, only you, the you only really way can't, I you see, really can't fuck with like them I'm I'm all for money. Like I would do a lot of different shit. But when it comes to humanity, I'll I'll think twice about a pay. Yeah, but the thing where uh, where there's a conflict is them being a publicly traded company, and the number one rule for those companies to make your stock 
stockholders, owners money. So unless the government's going to be like, look, if we give you so-and-so off rip, I need you to do this. They're thinking about the, the bottom dollar and all the R&D and stuff and the expenses that they had to do to get that out so fast compared to. So it, it's two things going on, humanity versus capitalism. And capitalism is going to win in America 100% of the time, unfortunately, right now. I don't know, because, because remember, on top of everything you just said, remember, it was the government money that allowed them to move yep. so fast yep. and, and, and government, whatever, um, so, cutting up the red yeah. tape. So, so the government's going to have to step in if they want that to happen. They, yeah, and they put capitalism, capitalism to the side as well, because I remember getting my vaccine for free and my COVID test. And that's where that's where a lot of the arguments come from with healthcare in America, because they were like, "Damn, y'all made a whole new vaccine, y'all made millions of doses, y'all rolled that shit out to all corners of the damn United States of America, and y'all can't give people insulin at cheap rates. Y'all can't do all this other type of stuff for the American people. So it's opening up. You know, this pandemic is opening up a lot of different talks about, you know, workplace in America. Do we need to go to a building every fucking day and waste all these resources?" Um, or can we stay inside of our homes? Um, do, does, does insulin and all these other injectables and pills need to be so high? Or can the government print a trillion dollars four times? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it, you gotta you gotta remember though, it was free for for us, but someone had to pay for that. The government paid for it. That's like, fine. That's, their, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's what they're like, supposed to do. British niggas paid for it, so those niggas are rolling in money right that's now. It, that's, that, uh, that's what that's what I expect them to do, and they should be rolling in money because they did the work, but. I am a tax-paying American. I don't know about the one percent. My black ass has been paying taxes since I was six fucking teen. So all the fucking I'm skipping that part. But anything that I've benefited from from the government, I I expect. So this vaccine and the stimulus packages and all that shit, run it. Because I've been running it for a very fucking long time. And I might not even have social security. So this is your job. I have absolutely no problem with the government paying that bill. Fuck That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you guys so much for joining back on Toronto's podcast. It has been a great conversation today. If you haven't already, make sure that you check us out on iTunes as well as Spotify. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, and we are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.